Welcome to Two Therapists Talking. The hope for this podcast is to talk about important issues related to couples and individuals who are struggling in their lives with many different issues. I'm David Thompson, a marriage and family therapist. And I'm Sherry Christensen, marriage and family therapist. Please join us as we explore these issues together, and we hope you will learn and be enlightened along the way. Come find us at twotherapisttalking.com. If you like what you're hearing, please get on and rate us and subscribe to the podcast. Welcome back to Two Therapists Talking. I'm Sherry. And I'm David. We've been talking about what we were going to do for our next episode. And so far in this process, we have discussed a lot about couple things. What are we doing as a couple? We're talking about empathy skills. We're talking about trust discussions. And so today we want to focus on some individual work. What you're going to do individually in your recovery process, whether that is from the addiction or whether that is from the betrayal. One of the things I tell my clients a lot is a lot of the stuff you're going to be doing is going to look the same. Right. It's the same stuff. And I think a good way to introduce this and something else that I talk about with my clients a lot is sometimes we get in this framework of, oh my goodness, I've been betrayed, I'm so hurt, or I'm in this addiction, and I've got to figure out my life, and now I'm going to have to do these things for forever. I'm going to have to do, quote-unquote, recovery for forever. and It doesn't sound very fun. Yes, it doesn't sound very fun. It sounds like a big weight and a big burden. And in reality, all the things we're going to be talking about today as well as, frankly, the things that we've been discussing before, having, you know, daily conversations with your spouse, learning about how to do empathy and all of that. These are just healthy living things. These are people who have really got it put together, and they really are doing well at their life and they're successful in their lives are doing these things. Right. On a daily basis. It is a habit and process. So, As we talk about what we're going to discuss as, quote-unquote, dailies, um, that's what this is about. This is about changing your life, and that's a big big focus that David likes to talk about with his clients, is that changing your life concept. Yeah, for sure. I think if you are in an addiction recovery process, it's easier to say, yeah, I probably need to make some big life changes because look at where I'm at. Yes, and Which is sometimes a benefit to say, it is. I do, I, I don't get a choice, right? Someone else can kind of mess up and, you know, sort of dabble in making some changes, but I don't get that choice anymore. And that can be helpful. It can definitely be helpful. And it can be hard for the spouse who feels like this wasn't anything that they did wrong, but now they need to change their life as well. Mm-hmm. But it's a really good... It's a really good approach to becoming your highest and best self where I've learned through this process that we're just not as good at loving as we think we are. Mm -hmm. And this process of daily is is self-love. It's really taking good care of you and everybody needs it. And so whether, whether you're coming in because you made the mess or you're coming in because you're part of the mess, somebody close to you made the mess. (laughs) Either way, it's a really good thing to learn how to love better. And I don't mean you don't love someone. I mean, 
we can love someone and not be very good at loving them because those are two different things. And so this self-care, these dailies are the way that we love and love better. And I, I tell my clients all the time, if you want to change your life, you have to change your lifestyle. So there's this idea, right, that we'll hear a really good talk or we'll read a really good book or we'll attend a weekend retreat. We'll, mm-hmm. we'll do something like that. And it's awesome. We come back and we are just thrilled. And you know what I'm talking about. We yes. like are really highly motivated. This is so great. Nothing's ever going to be the same. And this is really good. But if there's not a behavioral change, if you don't start doing something different consistently, nothing will change. All Mm -hmm. this great insight goes to waste. And it's not that you didn't have good intentions, but we just find that we're just creatures of habit. And we're very simple, actually. And unless something looks different every day, day to day, because of whatever we read or heard or listened to or attended, nothing really will change. And it's all just very short term. And in a week and in a month, certainly, we're right back where we were going, I just don't know what to do. And we forget all Mm -hmm. these insights we've received. Yeah. So the dailies is a way to say, okay, we know that something has to be consistent. We know we need to be committed. But how do we put it together? How do we approach this where it's easier to understand and make sense? And what do we do? Yeah, what do we do? What are the important things that we need to do in that dailies process? Yes. So however you find yourself here, hopefully you're not too upset about this task of learning to love better, which Mm -hmm. I really believe is kind of the purpose of life anyway. And that starts with you. Yeah. Yeah. And the way I approach this with my clients is we talk about dailies as connection. How are you going to increase connection? Which goes right along with what David's saying with loving better. You're loving yourself, you're loving, you know, you're reaching out to those connected spaces in your life, those relationships, yourself, all of that. And so when we talk about and start formatting, okay, what are the dailies that you need for your life? I talk about that in terms of connection. Which is so, awesome. I love it. Connection. Yeah. And and don't be disappointed. Don't be upset if by looking at what you're currently doing or, or how life has been, you find that you just aren't very good at it mm-hmm. or as good as you thought you were. You know, it's this weird concept. We put so much time into maybe practicing sports or a musical instrument or yes. learning a profession. We go to class and we spend hours and hours and hours learning something. But how much of that is focused on learning how to love better? We just mm-hmm. all assume we've heard it our whole life. Well, you should be loving and and we just think we're good at it. Why would we be good at it? And then, <laughs> really, and then it's you consider true. how you were raised and some of the yes. hard things you've gone through yes. and how for many of us, we didn't have this really loving example. Mm-hmm. We, we had love as transactional. We had love as conditional. If you do certain things, then, then critical parents, you. for example, create mm-hmm. inadequate children. So why would we be really good at loving, really? Yeah, And so this task of, hey, you know what? Maybe I haven't been very loving. Uh, you're not in trouble. It's yes. not your fault. You didn't raise you, but how you are responsible you, yeah. now. How would you and know? And so how do we, what do we do? How can I be better at loving? And will it make a difference? So I love the connection. This is connection. Mm-hmm. And we're going to talk about to what and some of the how. Yes. But this is, I'm excited for this podcast because yeah. I, it's become more and more 
the central focus in a lot of what I'm doing and, and talking to people about. So yeah. this hopefully really will get be... down to that space of connection and love for yourself and other people. Yes. Good application. Yeah. So the, the ways that we look at this are that you want to improve your connection, your daily improve your connection to uh, God or the spiritual aspect, a higher being, something greater than yourself. Um, you want to increase your connection and love of yourself and connection to recovery or study in some way, this improvement in understanding where you are, whether if for if you're the betrayed partner, understanding where you are, maybe understanding where your spouse is and, and vice versa, being able to do the work to process, to study and all of that. So some type of recovery connection and then connection to others. And this has to be a deliberate process. This can't be, oh, well, I, I did talk to somebody so I can check that and not others. even on purpose yes <laughs> I happened to run into someone in the hall and we had you know a five-minute conversation it was great so I can check off that other box um, that I've connected with other people um, today this is this is a very deliberate process and as we go through the types of things that can fit under each of these categories uh, I really like David has some very specific things that these are, this is where you start um, in that process of connection. So as we go through some of these, you can think about what fits in these categories. Where do I want to start? And um, as we, as we discuss this, you'll hear, you know, some of David's like, these are the hundred percent and some of my, these are my hundred percent. This is where you have to start, but then increasing anytime that you're increasing those things, you're going to build that connection. And that's really at the core of, of life, right? Right. We have this balance between being independent and responsible for ourselves. This is what I say every day, you know, healthy living is balanced living. So you have this concept of needing to be that independent, um, taking care of yourself, being responsible for your life. I need to be the one making these changes in my life and I need to be able to live in that space. And then on the other end, there's connection. And that is what is the core foundation of real true happiness and joy is having relationship. And so balancing those together is where we need to be. So every time, anytime that you're really connecting with yourself, with other people, with God, you're building relationship, you're building that vulnerability. Then that hits, you know, Brene Brown's all of that that she's developed that is now running wild and everyone is so excited about because they're recognizing the validity of that and the vulnerability that comes and the connection that comes proves your life. Yeah. And I like, you know, this idea of doing it intentionally. This cannot be on accident. 
you have to commit and be consistent. You have to live deliberately on purpose. There, yeah. there is no other way. And for some, that's like, oh, dang, because now I'm not going to do as much of some other stuff. And yes, we, we, the checking out behaviors. Checking out. We, we tend to spend a lot of time in downtime. Which, look, mm-hmm. downtime is necessary. Everybody's yes. got to just disconnect and rest. But two, three hours on Netflix, probably. I mean, yes. you'll hear this over Netflix, and over, hopefully, in here. Facebook, Xbox. <laughs> Facebook, <laughs> PlayStation yep. 4, whatever. Um, you do need downtime. We just have to find this balance like mm-hmm. Sherry's talking about. And I love this concept of balance. M. Scott Peck, who wrote The Road Less Travel talks about discipline is the way out of your problems. Mm -hmm. And one of the four is balancing. And it's just so important to be able to balance. So you have an advantage. Now you know the things that are going to bring everything you want into your life. And you can see that either as, oh, this is stuff I got to do like all the time. Or you can see it like knowing I have an advantage and I can schedule my day around these really important things. And then I make sure that I'm always full in a sense. There's always going to be gas in the tank Mm -hmm. and you'll find lots of um, secondary fallout from that. More patience, not as critical, all sorts of things because you're doing so much to take care of you and you'll notice it. I mean, it's, it can change everything. Yeah. Yeah. And that's another one of those concepts that, that we talk about a lot is it takes the same amount of energy to do something on the front end as to deal with the fallout on the back end. And so it can be very easy to just go through and say it's easier. Yeah. Like I I don't, I don't have time. I don't have the energy. I don't have the bandwidth to incorporate these things in my life. But in reality, you are taking time, energy and bandwidth dealing with the repercussions of not doing this. And is that not true? I mean, how many times do you get toward the end of the day and you're like, I'm worn out. I'm too tired. I have nothing left. Yes. And then check out for three hours (laughs) and, or, or whatever it is that we do. It's, and then you're more exhausted. You're frustrated. You're less patient. You're more, apt to fall into unhealthy coping patterns, whether that's Mm -hmm. your addiction, whether that's whatever, you're constantly dealing throughout the day with the fallout of not living intentionally, of not connecting with yourself, with others, with God, all of those things. And so would you rather live in that space constantly overburdened, stressed, all of those things? Or would you rather live with the same amount of energy X, you know, that you've put out for it in that space of groundedness, centeredness, connectedness, vulnerability, peace, all of those things? It's not a hard choice, is it? it and isn't. especially when you consider that what brought you here maybe to listening to this podcast is some hard things have happened in your life. Yeah. And you likely feel out of control and you mm-hmm. likely feel powerless. And you think about in order to reestablish safety, we become more controlling and more policing and more micromanaging. Mm-hmm. Well, which one of these is going to bring a better sense of safety? Yeah. If you're doing this on the front end and you're very deliberate and intentional about it or if you're just exhausted, worn out, overwhelmed on the back end, that yes. will feel out of control. 
yes, powerless. It always does. And you'll stay perpetually in this unsafe, not comfortable, discons- discontent situation position. Mm-hmm. And that's not, that's just too hard. Yeah. It's we just wanna, too hard. We want to put gas in your tank every day, right? Like it's going to take the same amount of energy to put that gas in your tank every day as opposed to running completely out and you're on fumes and you're by the side of the road and you're 30 miles from a gas station <laughs> and your kids are wondering why you haven't picked them up and your spouse and you remember is wondering. the reality of the situation that you're in yes. and all of these intrusive unwanted thoughts are showing up about, well, what does it mean? And now do I'm I really know what's going on? And has everything been a lie? And do yes. I, it's um, so hard. And you're trudging back for those, you know, 30 miles with your little gas can. <laughs> it's, you know, which one, where would you rather be? Yeah. Where would you rather be? And it's so much easier to say this than it is to do this. And we, that, we recognize I think, that. Yes, is important. In fact, literally on the way over to record this podcast, I was thinking, man, I have not been as intentional recently and I can feel it and I don't like that what do I need to do to be a little more intentional where have I just kind of let life slip just a little bit because oh I'll just get to that or oh it's not that big of a deal to not do x y or z today and then it's just so easy to to make those exceptions and then you know you find yourself in a place where you're like I'm less I'm less at peace. I'm less mm-hmm. grounded. I'm less happy. So what do I need to do? Where do I need to live more intentionally and plan? And and, s- and just a word of caution for all you perfectionists out there. Mm-hmm. Don't use this as one more reason to beat yourself up. Yes. I, I really hope that we start to see things less in terms of good or bad or right or wrong, mm-hmm. but really in terms of more or less effective. And yes. it's less effective for this to be one more rock in your shame bucket of I've, I've been trying to do this. I've been trying to be consistent. I'm not. Mm-hmm. Just forget it. I can't do it. It's too hard. It's too much. No, no, no. You have to stay detached and take the perspective that you're really doing the best you can with what yeah. you have. And you're just shifting. Loving kindness towards you or nothing. Don't use this as one more thing that I'm not doing and I feel bad about. Yes, I love, and David said it once already, but I love his little phrase, you're not in trouble. You're not in trouble if you haven't done this either ever or you're working on this and you get to the end of the week and you're like, oh, I just didn't do very well. How do I, what do I do? No judgment allowed. That's a big one. Yes. We got to get out of that. Yeah. Just, it's just shifting. It's just turning back to, okay, well, we're just noticing. We're going to come back to that. So... Um, as we get started here, those are all just really important things to, to keep in mind. Now that you're convinced. Yeah. percent <laughs> Dailies are a good thing. Let's, let's get a little more specific on them. Yeah. So this first one is that connection to the spiritual God, spiritual, greater, good, higher being, however it is that you would like to, to see that where you'd like to connect with that, um, that's that first step. And there are a lot of different things that can fit in this category. And as we go through these, you'll notice that a lot of things can fit into 
more than one category. Definitely. And again, that just is an indicative of that healthy living, that wholeness balance. and balance in your life. So what types of things fit under that category? Obviously, I think you can go with prayer. You can go with some type of religious reading, um, those kinds of things. But other things can fit into that category as well. Uh, journaling can certainly fit into that mm-hmm. category. Um, if you're connecting to the divine that way, I know a lot of, a lot of my clients will like to write out their prayers or their, Mm -hmm. um, connection with the divine, uh, meditation, I think can also connect us to a greater sense of being and, um, and those kinds of yoga is a very, if you actually get into, you're not, you're just power yogaing, you know, trying to sweat. But when you really get into the theory of it and that deep connected space, that is a, a very uh, big part of yoga is that connection with others, connection with something greater than yourself. So a lot of different things can fit in that category. And just think about, um, as I think about relationship with divine relationship with all of that, it's just like any other relationship. Are you putting something into it? Are you expecting to get something out of it without putting something into it? What are you doing on your end? What are you doing to notice gratitude journals or, you know, having moments of, you know, sitting down and, and looking at what you're thankful for and what's been coming into your life that you're, connecting with all of those things are really great ways to connect to the divine as well. And I love it. Gratitude's a big one. Yeah. And there's a million benefits to and that. Nature right? is a big one. Spending time yes. in nature. There's just a sense of you are worth it. You're lovable. You matter. And You're that brings me bigger. around to why this is maybe number one. Mm-hmm. Um, if what we're trying to accomplish overall is increasing your sense of self-worth Mm-hmm. which is something that I say over and over again. And being your best self. Being your best self. You have to feel unconditional love and acceptance. Mm-hmm. And unfortunately, a lot of the people in our lives, we don't really get a lot of that. Mm-hmm. And that's, again, not intentionally I'm trying to punish you or something. We're just doing the best we can, and we don't really yeah. understand what love really is. We're not very good at it, right? So your higher power ideally is unchanging, and is consistently accepting and loving. And there might be some work that needs done on seeing your higher power in that light. Yeah. And often what I'll say if if you're religious or or Christian is to go through the New Testament, just Mm -hmm. the Gospels, and just see how much Jesus did that was loving because there was so much that was loving. And it's hard to go through that and think that God is this punitive, you know... um, stuck on the little things and the rules. Yeah. So we're not really there or present all the times time. One of the things that I'll have my clients do is so tell me the God you want to believe in. Like yeah. if you could create <laughs> if yeah. you could create the God you want to believe in, who would what that look, look like? like? What yep. would that look like? And you know, that's a homework assignment. I do a lot with them and I really haven't had someone come back with crazy out there, really odd things, right? You come back with 
the God that I would believe in would love me, would always be there, would be someone I could rely on. And then, you know, it, it's these fundamental core connective relationship pieces. Mm -hmm. And then we say, okay, let's, (laughs) let's pick this one. Let's pick this one and, and have that be the person that you're, you know, connecting with or the being that you're connecting with. And that's important. We have to have that sense of belonging mm-hmm. and it can't be dependent on the people around us who will all let us down. Yeah. And again, not intentionally, mm-hmm. they just will. Yeah. And so that higher power piece is a really good start. That's the foundation. Yeah. Yep. And I, we can probably talk about that a lot. <laughs> I think yeah. all of these things, Yep. we can kind of get into specifics and, and how to reconnect and all of that. So but we're going to move through this, try to move through this a little more quickly. So that second one is connection to self, that self love, that self taking care of your own needs and being responsible for your own needs. And we can talk about that a lot and how our culture really shifts us away from that. And it's other people's responsibility to take care of you. Right. And it's your responsibility to take care of other people. And if you're not stuff, happy, and- you need to find who yes or what yes is going <laughs> to fix that for you instead of being responsible to find that grounding centered peaceful space in yourself so connection to self a lot of things fit in this category and a lot of the things um are dailies that uh that David has that are these this is where he starts like these are the ones that you have to start with and so some of those are, I'll just let you talk about some of your essentials that you have people start with, which I love. Yeah. So this idea, right, of balance, we are spiritual beings, we are physical beings, mm-hmm. we're made up of parts that come together. Mm-hmm. So I always ask that my clients will exercise because we need yeah. a physical component to this self-care yes. or self-love. But Maybe not the way you're thinking exercise. Right. I don't mean you're training for a, a triathlon. Uh-huh. Nothing like that. And this this can be as simple as you're taking a walk. Mm-hmm. Like not even like a long or far walk. You're just moving your body. Move your body. This is a way of self-respecting, self-honoring mm-hmm. you and the different parts that you have. And so I love the exercise idea. And it should push you a little bit, whatever that means, whatever that looks like. Yeah. Um. And mix it up. So some of this daily time, hopefully, is is exercise, something physical. And that can even be accomplished. Sherry's talked about yoga, where you do a couple of different things. Mm-hmm. And yoga also, you know, connects to this higher power spiritual mm-hmm. element. But exercise absolutely can as well. You think about taking absolutely. a walk in nature, for example. You know, yeah. you're doing multiple things with that. Even It even, I think, connects to, can connect with recovery, Things if you're doing something to try to work on your own recovery, if you are in a really bad place, moving your body helps to move yes. the emotions, to move the triggers through and out yes. and get you to more of a grounded space. You probably heard Tony Robbins use this a lot, that motion creates emotion. Yeah. And sometimes you just got to move. Yes. Which is true. And when you do it, you feel better, right? Mm-hmm. Can we not think about, I didn't really want to do this thing. Maybe I was on some fitness plan or whatever. And I did it. And when I was done, I felt good. And mm-hmm. if, for example, you start your day with this, the rest of the day just feels better. Yeah. Yeah. I think we can all attest to that. Which, by the way, I think timing does matter when you do your dailies. And I recommend the morning. 
Yeah. You tend to be able to have some alone time, whereas like at night, for example, putting kids to bed, things can be chaotic and hectic and now your spouse is involved and maybe they didn't have a good day. So just a little more challenging and your batteries are low. I mean, it's just been all day. We know willpower starts well. It's just like mm-hmm. a cell phone. And by the end of the day, you could be pretty low. So, so mornings tend to work well for this. Yeah. So exercise, that's a big one. The next one that I talk a lot about, and I know Sherry has a lot to say about this too, but I could almost say this is maybe the single most important thing. Hard to identify and it doesn't matter anyway, but this mindfulness meditation component. Yes. Which let me just give a plug for this. So we've done a lot of study and a lot of research on the brain, especially recently. And we found that certain things absolutely create brain damage. Things like PTSD, things like addiction, Mm -hmm. just chronic or even acute depression can Mm -hmm. change your brain structure and your brain can become damaged. It can actually shrink some pretty crazy findings. Yeah. Well, I know that sounds awesome, right? (laughs) You know, guys coming in here and they've been in addiction for years and years and it's like, yeah, your brain probably is smaller. Yeah. (laughs) And when we hook up Uh, a normal person's brain who's maybe not in addiction with this to someone who is and measure what happens in their brain with the very same stimulus. It's pretty fascinating how the person in addiction, their brain doesn't respond the same. In fact, it hardly responds at all. There's less blood flow in the frontal lobes. There's less color showing up. And the frontal lobes, by the way, is where your higher order thinking and reasoning come into play. Mm -hmm. Well, guess what? We've discovered that mindfulness and meditation actually rebuilds gray matter in your brain, which is pretty amazing. I mean, if a medication did what mindfulness and meditation does, we would all be on it. And they would probably be the biggest company in the world. Yeah, exactly. So pretty amazing stuff. Really, this is definitely going to end up being a podcast that we do or an episode that we do separate. Um, talking about mindfulness and meditation. So we're just going to touch so briefly on these things. Um, But understand that this is critical and getting up to 20 minutes a day is really important. And you can do that in a million different ways. And again, that's going to be a separate episode where we talk about how to do that. Oftentimes, uh, you know, focusing on your breathing um, is a big part of that, focusing on being in your body and being present. But a really easy way to get started with that, that I'll have clients do is to just get a couple of uh, free apps. There's a million ones out there as this research is coming out. It's a lot more popular. And so you can get some free content on different apps, something where you're doing a guided meditation. That's often a way to ease into this process is just to have someone else's voice telling you, okay, notice this, focus on this. And again, this is a huge topic that we'll definitely spend a lot more time on, but we want to throw, throw that out there. Okay. Your third one is study. And, and study, study is kind of wide open, right? Yeah. Study will hit a lot of these when we're talking connection to God or your higher power, connection to self, connection to recovery and a recovery process and connection to others. Study touches all of those. Mm-hmm. And so study, again, not necessarily just 
on any one of those. It doesn't have to be just, let's say, scriptures or a spiritual book. It can be books on recovery. It can be Brene Brown things. It can be um, study anything that will help you to learn more about you, learn more about love, learn more about others is going to be beneficial. And so this is pretty wide open. And what I'll say is like exercise, 20 minutes, mindfulness, getting to where it's 20 minutes Mm -hmm. and then study like around 20 minutes. And so all Mm -hmm. of this total, here's the hard part. One of the hard parts. I limit it to just (laughs) the hard part. You're going to take like an hour out of your day, hopefully, Mm -hmm. ideally to just focus on you. And you can yeah. work up to that. That's okay. I don't think it really should be much more than that. We just have so much going on. I mean, if we're retired or something, we could probably do more. But most of us, we're not going to have a lot more time than that. But ideally, you're saying, I love me enough and I can focus on me enough that I'm going to set this time aside. And it's sort mm-hmm. of sacred time. Yeah. I can't let other things interrupt this time. And as I do my exercise as I practice and get better at mindfulness and meditation as I study. And that's the foundation. The rest of my day will be different. Mm -hmm. Like what we talked about in the beginning, you're going to pay for it either way. The time and effort has to go into this either way. It's either front end or back end where back end you're more overwhelmed and feeling out of control and probably won't be loving, which again, this is what we're trying to do. (laughs) To self or others. To self or others. (laughs) Right. Yeah. Yeah. So having that time that you're putting, you, you are worth your time. You're worth your energy. You're worth the effort to take up space and doing and being. Which you may resist mm-hmm. often is what happens yeah. in the beginning. Kind of like I'm not allowed to have my own time like yes. this. Like it's, I'm taking from something I need to be doing. Yeah. Which or, is kind of funny when you think sometimes. about of all the things you could be doing, what's the most important Mm-hmm. If you don't take care of you, what you are you bringing? How yeah. are you showing up for the people in your lives if you're not taking yeah. care of you? Yeah. If there's no water in your pitcher, how are you pouring that into the little cups of your kids and your, you know, other people in your life? How are you able to give? You just aren't. Your spouse who maybe has revealed something uh, pretty heavy mm-hmm. or they're in their own addiction recovery process and it's almost all you can do just to be nice because they've hurt you and you're mm-hmm. so sad and things are so hard. And so without the self-care, I don't think you can do it. Mm-mm. I really don't. I don't see it happening very well. And the people that are doing really well, they have self-care. It yes. just may not be called all these things we're talking about. Right. But they'll say, well, I just make sure that every day I'm doing this and every day I, yes. I have a drive and every day I... So they are doing it. They've just found a way to be more effective in their schedule. And this Mm -hmm. is what we want you to do. Yeah. Yeah. So some of the other things in this, um, in this process, so these things can all be under that self category, but also in some of the other categories of, um, recovery of spiritual, you know, connecting to others, maybe. So that third Again, the third category. So again, there's more things under self, right? And journaling is another one um, that both David and I have our clients do regularly. Journaling is a a big deal. I tell my clients, you know, you come in for one hour a week. That's not a lot of processing time. It's not. 
And so that journaling every day is that ability to, it's like your therapy outside of therapy in a lot of ways, because you're getting that process of, of getting through things and understanding where you're at and what's going on for you and all those different kinds of things. Another piece of that self is affirmations and and david has some affirmations that he has his clients do daily i love the affirmations and i very first session i say you need to start your affirmations and they're pretty simple and you can change them up over time in fact you need to but to start i'll ask clients to say in the mirror out loud eye contact head up shoulders back Mm -hmm. deep breath i am a son or daughter of god that's the belonging piece that's so important my worth is 100%. I am lovable as I am. I can manage my emotions in healthy ways. And I am responsible for my happiness. It's not anyone else's it. job to make me happy. And when I accept that, I gain power. Mm-hmm. And so those are the affirmations that I will typically start with. But then over time, as those start feeling good, because initially they're kind of you don't believe them and it's yes. like, I don't know, this is hard. I'm looking at myself. Yeah, keep doing it. But then we can change those over time. But that's a big part of, I yeah. think, the self-care. Yes, yes. So lots of things under that self. Third category is recovery. And that can have that study aspect of it. That can have a 12-step group, uh, possibly. Um, that can have... Uh, reaching out to maybe you're in a group therapy setting. You have a sponsor. You have a sponsor. You're reading you're... those things. You see all the yep. overlap. There's so much overlap. There's in this. so much overlap. Um, recovery can again look like some of the other things that we've talked about. You're really triggered and you go for a walk. You you know move your body, get some of those things out. Mm-hmm. Again, all the all the overlap. Um, and then the other one is connecting to others like in that deliberate space. That could look like trust discussion with your spouse. That can yes. look like making the, um, again, the effort to, the deliberate effort to maybe reach out to a friend or maybe you call your parents or, you know, something where you've made some deliberate effort to connect with someone else on a level that you may not, or in a way that you may not have otherwise, if you were just going through your day. And and we've already talked a lot about this. If you're at this point yeah. in the podcast and maybe you've listened in order, which is fine if you haven't, um, episodes four, five, and six, seven are on trust discussions and empathy. Mm-hmm. And that's all about connection. Yeah. And so that, that others category that's going to really help you to get out of you and become more of that loving person that we're trying to develop where you're just better at it. You're yeah. not in big trouble that you haven't been very good at it. Mm-hmm. And it's okay to be hurt and angry and upset at things that are happening or things that have happened. Mm-hmm. But I'm pretty convinced you still want to be a loving person. And that's your power that nobody can take from you. And I really believe you will never, ever, ever regret that you chose to be a loving person. Even if something doesn't work out, it won't ever be wasted time. Yes. So that others is, while we're built for connection, we know we are. Mm -hmm. It's what we're made for. That's really the key to life and happiness is that connection. So, Yeah. So there's our dailies. 
all good things. And uh-huh. hopefully you see how you can customize this Yes. to fit where you're at and your time and what you have to do. However, hopefully just the concept of maybe I need to think a little bit more about how I'm taking care of me and the mm-hmm. impact of me taking care of me on what I'm trying to accomplish mm-hmm. and on those around me is intriguing and something that you're thinking more about. Or perhaps if you're already doing a good job of this, there might be some things in here that you want to add or try. Yeah. Start. You don't have to start with all the things, right? And there's, of course, a million things that we haven't listed. Right. But you want that deliberate space of what do I need? And that can shift over time. These Some of these suggestions, these are the ones that we feel like are basics. Yeah really the things to put in first. And then as you get into that space, you know, you may notice, oh, today I just need a little bit of this, or I want to add that, or, you know, I have this goal now. And that's all, that's all great. There's never a time when it's like, I'm only allowed to do one thing in this category or whatever. So looking at where where can you make a change? Again, where's that behavioral change that will bring you closer to connectedness with yourself, with others, and with that spiritual um, spiritual entity and and your recovery, which if you know maybe you're listening to this and you're not in that space of uh, addiction or betrayal, uh, maybe that recovery is being your best self. Yeah. So we'll end where we began. If you want to change your life, you have to change your lifestyle. Mm -hmm. But this is a get to. Don't see it as like a chore or a hard thing. It's a good thing. And you'll benefit significantly from it. We're confident. Yeah. So thanks for joining us. And we hope you tune in for the next episode. We'll see you later. Thank you for listening to Two Therapists Talking. We look forward to sharing more conversations with you. Connect with us at twotherapisttalking.com or email podcast at twotherapisttalking.com. If you like what you're hearing, please get on and rate us and subscribe to the podcast.